0: Hello and welcome to the Elskivan podcast. My name is Chris Bartels, I'm from Minneapolis, and I write and release music under a few different project names, including Bora York, Blurstem under my own name, and Elskivan. I'm so glad and so grateful that you're here. Hey, everybody. Episode three. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having uh, or you've been having wonderful summers wherever you are. It's been a little while. Um, I've been busy. I've been busy. Just got back home last week. Uh, my family and I were out in, or, or down in Kansas City for the week visiting family. Um, and as I record this in a couple days, I'm going to actually be headed to Denver with my friend Tissel. we're gonna go see Bon Iver at Red Rocks it's gonna be amazing I can't wait for that uh, a couple quick updates on things since the last episode um, the the vinyl pressings for for my latest Elskaban album Skylight have begun so thank you to those of you that that ordered one during the crowdfunding um campaign. Um if you did not order one then eventually I'll have them available uh on my bandcamp, my El band bandcamp, if you'd like one. Very excited for that. My first uh album on Wax. Uh what else? I played a few shows here in Minneapolis. I played an Elskivon set, uh an Elskan show and a boryoke show. Um, The Elscon show was a joint set with Ben Noble, a good friend of mine. We just combined our songs in ways that we thought were fun and interesting for a live setup. We had never played a show together before in that regard. My setup was interesting, it was fun. In air quotes, you can't see this, but I performed on my Porta Studio cassette 4-track where I had different chords or parts of each song on tape, pre-recorded. But then live, I would bring those faders up and down however I wanted. Um, During the set, I would send stuff out to the reaver pedal from the forecheck. I'd mess with panning and and everything like that on the forecheck. So much more interesting and playable than, for example, just hitting play on tracks in Ableton or something like that. Um, And then I also played uh, some of the mini log synth, the kalimba, and a tape loop live, while Ben played keys uh, and stuff on his DigiTact and sang. And the cool thing about that setup is like, if we played that set again, Right now it'd be totally different. I mean, it'd be same songs, it'd be similar feel, I guess, but it'd be like you're just making decisions on the fly with the four track and with what he's doing and and, um, the tape loop and and just kind of like the effects processing and everything. And that's what's really fun about it is you just kind of, I was just kind of winging it in a way. There's like a, a structure to it, but also you just have fun making decisions as you go. I did put out a few songs since the last episode, most recently a blur stem collaboration with Hotel Neon. If you don't know Hotel Neon, you should. Ambient Trio based in Philadelphia. Uh, They've been putting out incredible records for for years. Um, You can hear part of that song in the background right now. Basically, I sent them a few piano stems, different parts of the same chord progression. Uh, They took those stems, composed a few of their own ambient layers and sound design, aspects and things like that themselves. But then they also took that piano and sent it through their modular rig. Uh, that's where you hear that, that glitchy piano layer. Uh, definitely one of my favorite parts of the song. Mastered by Taylor Dupree of uh, 12K Records. Amazing mastering engineer and ambient artist. And just a really nice guy. 12K, one of my favorite labels in the whole like ambient world for sure. did also have an Elskevan release, um, a two-song single back in June called Nerves Familiarity. Really excited to share those songs. It's, they sort of act as an introduction to the sound of the next Elskevan album, I think. We'll see. Um, one of the themes of the new album is, is contrast. So reflecting that in the music, there's just some massive, huge parts to these tracks just full thick cinematic especially in the first track nerves and then to contrast that there's some very calm intimate aspects particularly in the second song familiarity um anyways planning to do a podcast episode as well on at least one of those maybe we'll dig into both we'll see and of course with all these releases i'm talking about i'll put links in the show notes And my wife and I have a band called Bor York, and we also put out a single a couple weeks ago called I Finally Let My Heart Grow Again. That's what this episode is about. Um, We've been making music as Bor York for about seven years now, getting ready to release our third full-length album titled Emotion Vertigo on November 8th. Um, So this new song, it's going to be the focus of this episode. Yes, this is the Elskevan podcast. Elskavan's an instrumental ambient project, but we're going to dissect a Boryork song, a vocal indie pop song. Why? Because, well, because it's my podcast and I could do what I want, I suppose. But also, don't worry. uh, There's lots of Elskevon-esque elements in this track and and with Boryork in general. Very different projects, but also not all that different at the same time. Um, So if you've come here for the geeky, ambient production ideas and such, fear not, I think you'll still enjoy digging into this one as well. And I thought, to further prove my point that these projects relate with one another, uh, I thought we'd play a little game, and I've decided the official title of said game will be, Is this from an ambient track, or is it from a... Not ambient track There it is, that's the official title Very official Here's what we're going to do I'm going to play you sound And then you get to guess Is it from an ambient track Or is it from a not ambient track Get it? You ready? Here we go What do you think? Is that from an Elskivan song or a Boryork song? And the answer is Boryork. It's from a not ambient song uh, called Waterfall in particular from our first album, Dreaming Free. All right, next one. Ambient Song or Not Ambient Song? The answer is... Not Ambient Song, another Boreyark song, a new one, an unreleased song called Diamond in the Dust. It'll be on the album. Number three, here we go. There it is. Okay. Elskavan song a Boryork song? Ambient song or not ambient song? The answer is Boryork. Again, not ambient song. That was from our song Vibes off our second album, Secret Youth. All right. Couple more. Here we go. Okay, what do you got? Elskivan or Bora York? Ambient song or not ambient song? Answer is... Bora York. A not ambient song. Again, that one is ambient layers behind our song Dry Land, which we put out in February, I believe. It'll be the closing song on the new album. Okay, one more. think? Elskavan or Borjark? Answer is Elskevon. Had to get one in there. That's actually an unreleased track. Uh, I'm doing a little EP collaboration with my good friend John Hayes. If you don't know John Hayes, amazing pianist, put out a great debut album last year. But anyways, how'd you do on the game? If you got them all right, let me know. I will tell you that you're a wonderful and special person. Did you get them all wrong? I would also tell you that you're a wonderful and special person. So yeah, uh, I have all these different projects. I can't sit still with just one. Um, It's just how I'm wired, I guess. But as you can see, they still relate with each other. Um, It's still me, still my sound. I'm still putting in... Um, similar things throughout, but they're definitely their own um, space, I guess. Um, I'm sure a lot of you can relate. You have multiple projects. Um, what's your sound? What's your your thing that you're kind of weaving in and out uh, your projects? Um, or maybe you just have one project that you're that you're focusing on and you're honing in on. I really respect that as well. There's definitely some. Uh, benefits to just sticking to one thing um, sometimes I wish I could do that myself but alas I cannot and so with that let's take a listen to our York track and then dig into the sounds and production behind it here it is in full I finally let my heart grow again There it is, um, the whole song started out with that Rhodes progression, which ended up being the verse. Uh, I knew I wanted this this dissonant, um, almost haunting feel to the verses and then have the chorus jump into a more hopeful, uh, major sounding progression. Um, you'll see with the lyrics, we sort of follow that trend as well. When we premiered the song on Born Music Online, which is a music blog a few weeks ago, they gave a glimpse into the story behind the song. Um, it was interesting when I was writing the lyrics. Uh, I f- if I felt like it was a love song, you know, one that that talked about the ups and downs of love, losing love and then finding again, and and slowly healing, I guess, or or growing into uh, being able to love again. Uh, what I shared on Born Music was, in hindsight, looking back on the song, it definitely. It definitely could still be that type of love song. Um, And it depends on how you interpret it, of course. And it can mean different things for different people, um, as all songs can do, I I think. Uh, But for me, I see it more as a a creative rebirth for myself, I guess. Um, Long story short, there was a point while writing this new album where I was so, so incredibly frustrated with it, with the song um, and the project as a whole, really, um, I even considered just giving up on it, um, and then quickly, but also slowly, still and always working on this, but I made a decision to to, to stop, I step back, I made a decision to stop worrying about what the whole thing, you know, in, in air quotes here, should or should not look like, I made a decision to simply focus on the music, you know, not worry about the results as much, and... and as one of my friends recently put it, stop carrying the burden of output or of results. And with that, just have fun making music again. Um, I would kind of lost that with Boryarque. And when I made that decision, it kind of gave me a total resurgence with these songs and with this album. Um, and now, now it's all done and written and recorded. And I'm really glad we didn't hang it up. I'm proud of it, no matter what happens or doesn't happen with it at this point. So anyways, that's a little glimpse into what the song is about and the inspiration behind it. Uh, Let's get back to the bones of it. Uh, The entire song started with that chord progression on the Rhodes piano, hitting the tonic F pretty steadily, as you can hear, and then walking up on the higher note there, um, starting with the C, C sharp, D, and then E. So I tracked that Rhodes part, then layered it with a few different things. Um, Piano here. And then this sort of funny sounding, stabby synth thing. Then I tracked some acoustic guitars. Fingerpicking part here Uh, Through my little cassette Dictaphone which is just like a a Small portable recorder You can, you know, I got mine off eBay Um, No plugins or anything on this This is real raw Dirty, crappy Quality cassette guitars here Authentic I doubled the part Pen it hard left and right as you can hear You know, I put it back in the mix Gives it that kind of raw lo fi quality um, along with the roads and the synth and whatnot. But let's back up a little. Even before that part comes in, we've got a few layers of ambient stuff, trippy stuff that I've added. Um, this, amb- this, uh, this album is chock full of vocal samples. It's all our vocals, some from the songs themselves, some from past projects. Um, cut up, reversed, pitched, distorted, all of the above. I look back at the files. I think these are actually taken from my my solo EP under my own name from a couple years ago called Myths and Mold. Took some samples from that. Here's what we have during the intro of the track. So there's clearly some I reverse the files, uh, the samples. There's a lot of reverb on them. Those are probably the main effects I'm doing on these. A couple other layers here. Is this, which is titled Extra Chop Woodwinds. So uh, I don't remember exactly what I did. And I didn't document everything. I had no idea I would choose this as one of the podcast episodes while I was recording so I just kind of go sometimes who knows how I got that so we've already got a mood we've got a bed of stuff creating the feel for this track Um, Rhodes comes in with the acoustic and whatnot and then Rebecca my wife sings verse one here's just her vocal we can move slower still let the moon catch up with us Nothing crazy for processing. I've just got some subtle distortion on these vocals. Oh, um, and a short, wide delay you can hear. Second half of verse one. Bass and a bit of percussion come in. I'll play the bass here. Very simple, repetitive, palm muted thing. Just on F, and I pan it back and forth, left and right. And then the beat, you can hear, starts with this. All that is, is if I take the processing off that I have on there and play you just the file itself, uh, just the original audio, it's going to sound like this. That's it, I really think it was just using my hands, hitting my knees, something like that, that's it. And then then for the pre-chorus, we add in the lower part here. And then some samples as well, along with that, sound like this. With the organic percussion, sounds like this. hit the 5 chord right before the chorus here okay so during the chorus here there's a lot going on obviously um not gonna run down every detail of everything but let's look at a few layers that uh, might be interesting the DX7 I've got a lot of Yamaha DX7 on this album I bought off Craigslist couple years ago. Um, It's great. It is what it is. And it's great. Here's what uh, it sounds like in the track. Just kidding. This is what it sounds like. Dry. No processing. Then I'll put the processing on and it sounds like this. So I've got side-chain compression from the, from the kick. Heavy filtering or EQ there. And then waves reel ADT gives it that stereo spread. A few more electric guitar layers come in for the chorus. Let's play all of them here. So, obviously, I'm playing uh, the chords, just strumming the chords down, panning left and right. And then I've got like a fingerpick part, but it's kind of a lazy feel to it. It's not super locked to the grid. i change with the chords, obviously, but... give it that lazy feel. It's a little tremolo effect. I actually cut out the roads for the chorus. So the roads, I just wanted to be kind of like the star of the verses. And then I kind of let, you know, obviously I bring in the DX7, some more guitar layers, and then there's a couple more synth layers. I have piano here, and bass is doing a little more steady staccato type thing. So that kind of fills out the rhythm, and then just having vocals be really the star of the chorus. And a couple more layers, there's a higher synth here that is <clears throat> I'm using the Arturia-Oberheim soft synth um, just a steady high-end synth part sits up top on the frequency spectrum gives the chorus some energy a little air and then I do have this right here which is a which is definitely a piano that I recorded and then uh, just ambientized it if you will Tons of reverb. There's probably some delay there. Uh, Nothing too crazy, though. Um, I I love the organic feel of using a piano as more of a pad. Um, I do this all the time instead of a synth pad. um, For one, the organic feel of it, like I said, and then the the dynamic depth of using an instrument that doesn't just have full-on sustain when you hold down the notes. Right? It comes and goes in waves because of that fact, because it's a piano. So when you hit the keys, obviously... Is that that's the loudest point, and then it swells down from there. Um, not too difficult to 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 get that sound. Lots of reverb, obviously, hundred percent wet. Um, a little bit of delay. I mean, you can add plenty of delay if you want. Here, I I might actually just have reverb. All right, but then one of my favorite parts of the entire song is this, and this, believe it or not, is my home piano that I recorded in downstairs in our family room. I, I recorded I sampled it. Re- when I recorded the sample notes, I had the strings muted, um, either with a tuning mute, or probably I just held the string as I hit it, you know? Um, and it gives it that pluck sound. It um, doesn't resonate as if I was, you know, hitting the piano just regular, especially if I was holding down the sustain pedal. Um, let me play the original for you here. So this is the original part before I processed it. It's it's that sampled piano playing that, right? So now you can hear it's a piano. Just holding down that string, probably just with a finger. And then I'll just show you my processing one thing at a time. I've got Soundtoys Pan Man here. Kind of a pretty quick left and right panning back and forth. Flanger, just Logic's flanger, Um, and then a crystallizer, Soundtoys crystallizer there, which gives it that delayed sound, and then it is filtered out. And that's the final piece in context. how those high notes kind of just poke out Uh, but you still get the steady pulse behind that really liked that for for the chorus and then near the end of the chorus i actually take that sound fade it in on a new track here with a lot of reverb just to give it you know some air then post chorus it's really just playing the chords but we bring in a bigger kick and a clap And then we have these synth layers third one comes in here or a harmony third harmony so this is my prophet 08 just playing one note at a time three different recordings so three layers here that's where you get the harmonies just playing that simple line and then it, it, it swells up and then it kind of glitches out at the end and we go right into the second verse there and if you're curious about the glitch process there it's all automation that I either drew in or performed with a, a MIDI controller in Logic. Um, I used uh, Effectrix plugin by Sugarbytes and messed with uh, filter and vinyl setting there, um, kind of in and out on both of those, and then just swelled up the automation and the master mix on that plugin, and that's where you get that that glitch. I'll play it again here. right in the second verse then it's clear as day, But for some reason you stuck with me anyway Verse 2 I sing this one Rebecca joins me on the pre-chorus we kind of sing storm, that in unison I'm in Falsetto skip that That going to the 5 chord for that second part or for the second verse go right in the chorus after that pre-chorus verse 2 instrumentation wise pretty similar to verse 1 add a couple things here add just a couple synth layers here I'll play these For the second chorus, there's a couple things here that lift this chorus. Um, It's twice as long as chorus one, I give the drums a boost, and vocally we have some higher verbed out vocals in the back, um, and then definitely bring out the harmonies a bit more, especially second half of this chorus. But check this out, I swell this part up into the second chorus, and to me, it really lifted it. it. It brought a whole new level of emotion to this course. It cuts out for a second here, and then it comes back in. Um, what this is, it's just simply a recording of the Rhodes piano. Again, uh, not originally a recording for this song. I don't remember what it's from. Whole another song, or just messing around on the Rhodes in the past. Um, but there's lots of delay in the chords, as you can hear. And I pitched it up half a step, then processed it, and you have this. The thing is it's not necessarily playing the quote unquote right chords in certain spots of the chorus obviously it's in the correct key now but I didn't manually place chords where they should go exactly I just put things in at random went back used my ear moved things around a bit here and there with the file I cut out certain spots if it, if it wasn't meshing well um, or I I heard a note I didn't like in the full mix. Um, But I tend to do that a lot. I take a a full stem or even a full ambient bed of something, get in the right key for a new track, place it in the background, process it, and then just use my ear if I need to move things around at all in that file. Um, It gives it sort of this chance or random overtone possibilities over the actual chords of the song. Um, and sometimes, unexpected, happy accidents emerge with that process. And it's not like these tracks need to be a huge part of the song. Um, they could just be background texture. It's it's not always the right fit uh, for whatever I'm working on, but I like the chance of those accidents happening. More often than not, you can get some pretty cool results doing that sort of thing. So after that chorus, we're at the outro. Um, I had the hardest time figuring out what to do here. Uh, I considered doing a longer vocal outro, singing just the chorus on the way out, um, which we do a little bit, but it's very airy. It fades away. Um, I thought about doing some sort of a bridge, a new section entirely. thought about doing a synth uh, solo type thing. Nothing felt right. I would just mess with so many different things. Nothing felt right. I just thought, why not just end it like this? Um, You know, with the profit layers fading out. um, We've got Rebecca singing some oohs in the background. Uh, We've got this percussive woodblock part that swells in and out. Sounds like this. And then really the only new part I introduced during the outro, besides that percussive thing, um, was this right here. Just a synth arpeggio that swells up. There's a couple layers here. It's mostly the Mug Mother 32 that you're hearing. There's some uh, purposeful detuning between these. And it just kind of like keeps getting higher and higher. Just build anticipation towards the very end. And then I'll unsolo these. profit layers glitch out and we're done so there you have it that's a look into our latest boy york single i finally let my heart grow again um yeah no matter what type of music you create or what you're interested in hope you found some things in there that spark your own imagination um and process with something you're working on or 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 gives you inspiration to start something song is out we put it out mid-august um it's out on you know spotify apple etc uh and the album emotion vertigo our third border album will be out november 8th looking forward to sharing the rest of that with you um it's been a long time coming but like i mentioned earlier it's it was it was definitely a roller coaster ride with this one and i think in the end that'll make it even that much more meaningful for me, for us, but hopefully also that shows in the music and I hope it can be meaningful for some of you as well. Uh, I know as artists or musicians, whatever you do, those, those up and down seasons, we all go through that, you know, all the time. None of us are immune to that. I think it's it's just important to remember that, yeah, you have to be you. You have to write to, to, to create because it's a part of you, not just because you feel like you should, um, not, not with the end results in mind, um, not with that burden. Just write, just have fun. Um, and that's where, when I did that, that's when this whole band, this song, this album, they all came back to life for me. really appreciate you guys listening this is a lot of work making podcasts my goodness but i do enjoy it and for me personally anything i do internet wise i guess i always want it to point back to the music that's that's my goal and with all that hopefully bring something to the table that you guys can enjoy and and be inspired by so all right till next time see ya